Hey, this is the Popecast. We are fantastic. Per usual, we are back after a small hiatus, a little break. Things have been busy around the household. There's been lots of action here in Des Moines, Iowa. For those of you paying attention to weather news, we had a tornado zip right past the house, buzz the tower, and that was exciting. We are alive. We are well. Some folks are not that fortunate, which is unfortunate for the obvious reasons and also unfortunate because I feel like it's inappropriate to make the jokes that I want to about the tornado now. So all that I will say is what I have already said and that is that we are thankful to be here uh, with our feet on the ground on this lovely planet Earth while it doth remain. So lots of hap, lots of happening, but I'm going to focus on the positives that's what we do on the Popecast. Coming to you per usual with no edits, no splicing, no dicing. Record it all in one take for better or worse. That's how we do it here. That's how we've always done it. That's how we will always continue to do it on the Popecast. Consistency is what you get from us here on the Popecast. All right. Consistency, consistency. Despite having a couple weeks off here, whatever the time frame has been, I don't even know. Time flies when you're having fun. I have not been behind a microphone in a basement. I spent some time behind a microphone on the Grand Theater stage of Knoxville. The Knoxville Grand Theater welcomed us out. I was fortunate enough to get booked on a show at the Knoxville Grand Theater, and it was as grand as the name doth imply. It exceeded expectations in every way. Oftentimes I find myself looking forward to shows on the horizon and imagining how they may play out. And lots of times, uh, I'll tell the example, the story of a show, my first booked show. Um, the first time I was booked on a show, I've been doing open mics for some time, finally got the call, got the Facebook message, hey, Come out and do this show. It was a showcase at, where was it, Flanagan's, a local bar here in town. Never been um, to a comedy show at Flanagan's. I'd never been booked on a show at this point. This was like 2018 or something like that. And so I built it all up in my head, you know, comedy show, first show. Wow, what's the crowd going to be like? What's this going to be like? What's that going to be like? Um, I, of course, I was awful at this point, relatively speaking. And uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter, though, because there was nobody there, um, to my recollection. It was like five minutes before showtime. It was me and the people who were going to be on the show. And like maybe one lovable drunk at the bar the bartender, of course, you know, a couple more people filtered in for um, a right around showtime. But I just felt so silly for the fact that I had been like thinking about this in my sleep, half sleeping, staying awake um, with the uh, nervous anticipation, the excitement for the show, you know, um, only to arrive at the show at the moment of all of this anticipation and just realized that the show was a dud and all the I'd wasted a lot of time hyping it up, you know, which is fine, man. I mean, I've learned that lesson a few times <laughs> since then as well. 
Um, but this Knoxville Grand Theater show exceeded all expectations. They had sold, it was a max capacity, 200 people venue. Um, nice slanted seat theater, beautiful golden curtain, um, which I assume separates from the side or maybe pulls up or something to reveal the movie screen. Um, but this was all down and it's like this, it just, it was like Victorian or something, man. It was like from a different era, this beautiful, um, beautiful backdrop and the 40 seats that were sold two weeks ahead of time. I was like, all right, cool. 40 people in there. That'll be awesome. Um, and then like the week of, or the, sorry, the week before it was like, Hey, we've sold 80. And then the week of, you know, Hey, we're up over like 125 or something. And including day of sales, we sold out the venue, 200 seats, um, filled, filled to the brim in there, man. And it was, um, it was something like I've never experienced before. I can't really envision myself going back to a bar show. I know that I will. I've got, I've got some booked coming up, but, um, all that I want to do is <laughs> comedy in theaters um, I just did 15 minutes. I opened up for Dante Powell, um, who has um, the number one song, sorry, the number one comedy album on iTunes for like many months last year. Um, the Squirrels Get Fat is the album. Check it out. Dante's amazing. Um, tried to pick his brain and had just so much fun talking with him before the show and after the show and since then. But um, he did an hour that was mostly new material um for him he's building up his next hour for his next for his next album recording i assume i don't know that's his plans for sure but um i would assume and it was i was i was the biggest fan in the building of um watching that hour that he did there at the Knoxville Grand in front of that sold sold out crowd i was telling some other guys that i talk shop i talk comedy with I did 15 minutes. It felt like two. It went great um, from beginning to end. I was, you know, super stoked about how it how it all went down. I skipped off stage, um, just you know, tap danced down off the stage and was all jazzed up. Um, high five Dante as we as we passed each other in the aisle. Went back there, settled in to watch Dante's set, and. Um, Everything that he was doing was on such another level that I went from this high of doing my set and I still listening back to it once. I'm still happy with it. There's some great clips that I put up on YouTube and a lot of great clips I haven't gotten to yet. I don't know how much of it I want to clip out. Um, but after listening to Dante go off on this, uh, go off on his new stuff that I haven't heard yet. Um, I was like, Oh my God, I was basically making fart noises up there for these people. Um, quickly was reminded something that I've been reminded of and known, uh, lesson that I'll learn a hundred more times. I'm sure. But, um, there, there are levels to this shit and, um, there are levels to this shit. So I picked his brain a little bit about some of the best leveling up moments that he has had. Um, as far as stand-up comedy goes, and um, he made the point of the greatest growth that he has done has been on the road, um, doing 
longer sets. You know, when you go to an open mic, you get five minutes, generally speaking, unless it's a huge open mic, a long list, and you get cut down to three, um, for example, but typically five minutes. And once you've been doing it for a while, five minutes really feels like a drop in the bucket. You can't really get a lot fleshed out in five minutes. You know, you can, of course, easily run new material, try some new stuff. Um, no problem in those five minutes, but 10 minutes, 15 minute chunks are much more beneficial to growth. And um, there are some open mics that offer 10 minutes. And these are the, what I would say are the quote unquote less, less like cool open mics. Um, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of scene culture um, about, you know, being seen on the scene of comedy. And, uh, you know, you, you put me on my show, on your show, I'll put you on my show, all this tit for tat, scratch my back um, bullshit. And um, I consider it a great, My one of my biggest credits is that um, all of my bookings that I have received for shows have come um, without the exchange of offering somebody to put on a show that I produce, if that makes sense. Um, you see a lot of bookings go down and you just know that it is, um, oh, what's that word that we learned? Oh man, I'm so stupid. I already forgot it when they were like the, uh, oh, I'm gonna have to look it up, but the, um, you, you do this for me and I'll do this for you thing that we learned politically a few years ago. Let's see if I can pull up the Google. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know how to do it, how to look it up. I'm not even smart enough to pull up the words right now. The words will come to me. You guys are shouting it into your, into the void right now, but lots of shows are booked like that. You do this for me. I'll do this for you. Boppity boop, boppity boop. Anyway, where was I going with that? The Knoxville Grand Theater was amazing. Um, there have been some more theaters booked coming up off of the success of that. So, um, I would anticipate, it looks like right now, at least two more theater bookings are pending, um, imminent, imminent announcements of some more, um, theaters that are, are on the horizon. So I'm super stoked about that. I've got a bar show booked in April. I've got, um, some more stuff I'm working on. As far as um, as far as getting some more of those ten or fifteen minute sets off the beaten path that are going to help me only level up a little bit, I hope. So I'm super jazzed about stand up. If you guys can't tell, it's um, it's pretty exciting. Um, and the exciting part is like preparing the jokes that you think will work. What I've noticed about doing stand-up for a stretch of time now, which relatively speaking in the grand scheme of things is a blink of an eye, but it started in 2016, November 2016, so it's been a little while now that I've been at it, and the biggest thing, aside from comfortability on stage, kind of being more of my natural self on stage, which I've gotten a lot better at, and it's just a lot more fun to do for me than like playing a character or trying to take on a certain affect that you know will will you know make it easier to get laughs or whatever um but just prepare just like the success rate of 
writing something or having a thought and you know that know that it will work. Um, it's a lot more often now that I can like I did a closer at a show. The final joke of a set is called your closer. I did a brand new closer um, with a bit that I'd never done before, but I knew and typically you want to stack your closers up, um, you know, so you finish strong. So, you you know, oftentimes your best jokes will be last or whatever. Um, so doing a new joke in that closer role is like kind of a rare phenomenon, um, I guess. But um, just the confidence in knowing that this is a foolproof joke, this is a flawless joke, um, you know, just having the confidence to do things like that is um, cool. I want to get to the point at which that I can... Anyway, the growth level possibilities, the learning curve is infinite. So I've, you know, compared to where I started, I've gotten so much better. Um, and a lot of that is just like trying less or less less affect more of just having the confidence to go up there and just be myself 100% which is um kind of the goal you know kind of the goal i with life people who have known me for a long time or like know me well um are people who people who love me um will We'll say it like that. The people who have known me the longest love me the most. Oftentimes, people that don't know me that well don't know what to make of me, which is 100% okay. I get it. And part of the challenge of stand-up comedy is um, cracking that code on stage immediately. So one thing that was happening to me about, I don't know, a year ago or so in those longer sets, 15-minute sets, Oftentimes, the first five minutes was the crowd trying to figure out what the heck I was doing up there. And then something would, a switch would flip with the crowd, and then they would love me, and they would be right there lockstep with me the rest of the way. So I've been working on cracking that code right away, cracking that code faster, and um, that's something that I've done um that I pulled off really well in that Knoxville set. If anything, my beginning was exceptionally strong. My ending was exceptionally strong and my middle, um, kind of intentionally, like the longer paced jokes were in the middle. And, um, that's a typical way to, way to set up your set list. Um, is that, uh, you know, your less strong stuff, um, goes in the middle. You can kind of sandwich it between. So obviously I want to get, I'm you know, working on a new first five minutes right now. I'm always writing, of course, but I want to get that middle five, we shall say, out of a 15 minute set um, a lot stronger. I want, you know, to raise the water in all the levels. So anyway, I hope that wasn't too boring for you guys. This is just rambling about my philosophy of stand up comedy. Um, and it's not even my philosophy. It's just, um, uh, shit that I'm thinking about, you know?
So this is the Popecast. That's been 15 minutes of rambling. I've missed you guys. Hope you guys are doing great out there in Utah. Hope you guys didn't start driving this way towards the Midwest in a mad dash to find me. Haven't been gone for a few weeks. Where is Ian? What's he doing? Oh, my gosh. I hope he's okay. Yes, I am. Two feet on the ground, one head in the clouds, per usual. Recorded in one take, as always, with no edits, for better or worse. This is your good buddy, Ian Pope. This is the Popecast. Thanks for listening.